0: Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Hunting Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and today we're going to hear some great stories from Garrett Weaver. Um, Garrett is uh, another podcast host. He's a hunter. He's an archery guru. He's just basically an all-around good dude, Uh, and I'm very happy that he jumped on the podcast. Uh, I reached out to him, and and out of nowhere, he was like, yep, let's do it. I would happily tell you some stories, and he had some good ones. So, Garrett, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, As for you listeners... Uh, again, moving this from the back of the podcast to the front, I want to make sure that you guys like and share the podcast, make sure that uh, people that you know that have great stories know that we're looking to hear those stories. Uh, we want to hear the best stories out there, and the only way-, way that we do that is by sharing the podcast and letting more people know that this is out there for them to, to share. Um, so that's it, guys. Uh, I'm not going to ramble on anymore. Let's go ahead and uh, you know, let Garrett tell you his stories. All right, Garrett, welcome to the Hunting Stories Podcast, brother. How you doing? Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. I'm doing good. How about you? Oh man, I'm doing awesome. It's been it's been a good day. Uh everyone, most of my listeners hopefully know I moved to Texas. I'm in Colorado right now, and it snowed like <laughs> a foot. So I got to get out in the snow a little bit and play with my kids. So good start to the day. Getting even better now that you're here on the podcast with me. I want to say, you know, thank you for jumping on. I think it was fortuitous because I know you were thinking I need to get back on some other people's podcasts, and I'm like instantly randomly reached out man so yeah thanks for coming on
1: yeah you know i i haven't uploaded here as of late and i'm like you know my wife's like are you still doing the podcast i'm like yeah and then my buddy's like hey i've got guys asking me why you're not uploading I'm like well one i'm kind of a lazy piece of shit right now and i don't really want to <laughs> and then i've got a bunch of other great excuses i can i can add on top of that but i'm like it is it is time for me to start hitting it again and and um maybe try just getting some different topics out there. But yeah, no, um, it's nice to be able to rec- start recording some podcasts, new podcasts that I haven't been on before. And and um yeah, I'm excited to just tell stories and not have to be an expert in anything. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the key. Yeah. Uh, what
0: I'll say, man, as a new podcaster, and this is goes to the listeners,
1: it's a lot of work to
0: to do this, like more than I expected. I'm I'm like, I'm gonna talk with some cool people and throw it up on the internet and people will think it's great. Uh, it's more than that. And so, you know, I respect all of you guys that have been doing it for a long time. And uh, let's do this. Let's have you go ahead and introduce yourself because maybe not everyone listening knows who Garrett Weaver is. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully
1: they that? don't. Yeah. Hopefully the, um, most people haven't heard of me on here. Um, you know, I am Garrett Weaver. I'm from Oregon uh, on the coast range side. I'm from Roseburg, Oregon. Um, grown grown up here my whole life, lived here my whole life. Married my wife who did the same. Grew up here and lived here her whole life. And um, yeah, we you know we've got a great state to hunt in. For, fortunately, the politics suck here, so the hunting's <laughs> not great. But we have a lot of diversity of animals here that we can choose from. So I've got you know um, I don't know if you know Oregon. You probably know Oregon fairly fairly well, living in Washington there for a while. But or well enough. Yeah, so you know we've got coos deer, blacktail, mule deer, regular whitetails, tails, rocky uh, and rosy, uh, tons of other different animals. I want to go into them all, but tons of other the other different animals that we can chase here. So we are pretty spoiled. The opportunities aren't great, but you can get out and hunt every year and have fun. Um, like we were talking earlier, you may not kill something, but um, yeah. you, know, you might get drunk along the way. So who knows? But um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 fun. Um, gosh about on point, I guess I can go into that is, is I started bow hunting on my own, um, got into it. My dad bow hunted long time ago, like before I was born, he was into bow hunting and, um, had some success, had a lot of failures and then just quit because he lost an elk. And he's like, I hit it perfect. I know I did. And then he lost it. And he's like, I'm never hunting bow hunting again. And, and so
0: the equipment, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. You know, and it's just like, man, you know, um, so I had a like a fiberglass, I think blue longbow growing up as a kid. And we go to like 3d shoots and you know, it's just like, I was like four and that was like my earliest memory of shooting a bow. But I really, really got into it in, in high school because I just was in the woods all the time. That's, that's what I do. I was going to be a hunting guide. I was going to hunt for a living. I was going to travel the world and just hunt. And that, that's what I was going to do is be a hunting guide, traveling hunting guide, preferably, and, um, so I was in the woods all the time and, you know, every time we, we hit the woods, um, you know, actually about the summer after I graduated, um, I took six buddies up in the woods in six different trips and I'd spent four to five days up in the woods, you know, for about five, six months straight. I knew exactly what bucks were where, what, what there was to offer. If I would go down this little trail, they would pop out four, 400 yards that way in the edge of the unit. Like I knew exactly where to tell you to stand and everything. And we went six for six, six trips, six different bucks, um, six different buddies, you know, just, it was just wow. autumn. It was just automatic. Yeah. You know, none of them were huge, but, um, and then I'm like, this is just, isn't really that fun anymore, you know? And so that's, that's, um, when I really made the switch into just bow hunting, like I am, I'm going to make it as hard as I can on myself minus going with a trad bow, um, and just really dive into this thing. And, and then, um, it kind of just struggled. It, it was a giant struggle. I killed a buck every year. Um, but elk, I, I, my family wasn't very successful elk hunters. And, uh, so I had to figure that out pretty much on my own. And then, um, a friend of my dad's kind of took me under his wing after I struggled for a couple of years, never drew my bow back, never had a bull come in, never got within even a hundred yards of an elk, um, I mean, which is kind of hard to do over here. I mean, you're going to bound to stumble into something over here. If you hunt, I couldn't even do that. And then, um, just stuck with it. Now, now it's just really taken off. And I, I help people through all those failures and experiences and learning curves. And, and, um, I just really love being able to share that passion with people now. And that's kind of where on point came from is just all those little tips, tricks, and, and, and knowledge that I picked up from either myself, learning the hard way, or just picking guys that were way better than me. Um, I'm, I'm blessed with some really good shooters here locally that I was able to uh, learn how to shoot a bow the way you're supposed to. Um, yeah. And just, uh, yeah, so I just kind of give that information out there for free, never charged a penny for any of it and couldn't be happier with that. That's awesome, man! And, probably, and, and, probably more and, than what you're wanting, but <laughs> no,
0: no, that's exactly what we're looking for. And and I know that what you're doing is held in high regard. I've 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 heard your podcast come up a bunch of times. I know I've listened to a few episodes. I was telling you, there's just so much content out there. It's hard to kind of oh, yeah. uh, you know pick exactly what you're spending your time on, especially as you start doing podcasts. Because every guest you have, you're like, oh, I got to take all their stuff. I got to throw you know throw it back at them. Um, yeah. But man, I I appreciate what you do, and I appreciate you coming on. So. We know why we're here. We're here to hear some of your, your favorite stories. <laughs> yeah.
1: So let's, just, I, uh, let's just
0: jump into it. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you set the stage, man? Kind of tell us where, what, how, whatever whatever you think is important to, to kind of get it. Well,
1: us I would say that, um, you know, last year's bull, which is on the wall over here, you know, he's not a big bull, but it's the stupidest story I've ever, I haven't, well, it's the second stupidest story. Number one for elk, <laughs> it'd be number two all time. But um, so I... I shot that bull and the way that we shot them, I'll, I'll kind of get into that story. But um, last year was a phenomenal year in the elk woods. It's just every time we stepped out of the truck, I either got into elk, heard elk, had a response, you know, just That's awesome. Made a, made a stock on something. i would never had so many spot and stock opportunities until last year. I mean, I probably had within the first like nine days, I had four different stocks where I, I ended up pretty much in bow range, but something just didn't work or that maybe they fed off where it just wasn't comfortable taking the shot, you know, get, getting out that 80, 90, hundred yard range. It's just like, nah, fuck it. You know, I can, I can get a better opportunity later. And, yeah. uh, it just was just opportunities all the time. And, and the bugles didn't really come until later in the season, but, um, there's just a lot of spot and stock opportunities. I was like, hell yeah. I like, that's my bread and butter. I, I, I got really good at stocking blacktails just, you know, as I was growing up. Right. And, and, yeah. um, doing it with a rifle, pushing deer out of units. So I could tell what they were going to do, what they were going to do, where they were going to go. And, uh, it basically, I guess just, I got really good at stocking in, in units and stuff out here, just through stocking blacktail. And, uh, yeah. so stocking an elk's easier, a lot easier than stocking a, a crackhead deer. <laughs> and, uh, and so I had some success and, I was able to stock into um, a best stock I've ever made. I had no cover. I was on this cat road. I mean, there's the tallest trees about knee high. I mean, it's freshly replanted. And um, these elk are just feeding out in the middle of the open. I mean, there's two giant slash piles on the edge of this unit and a road going right to where those slash piles do. And the two bulls are feeding along the edge of the timber towards those slash piles. And so I'm sneaking up this road. It's like a dirt clay road. Not making a peep. Winds perfect. I'm like, I'm gonna smoke this five point this morning. This is awesome, <laughs> you know. And uh, <clears throat> I had this little kind of a ridge to my left where the where the uh, road's wrapping around this little ridge, and out comes this cow and a calf. I'm like, okay, this is definitely not good. They're thirty yards away, and and the bulls are 140. I mean, they're they're pretty far away, and so I wait about. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And, and they, uh, you know, they catch me moving a couple of times. The calf does, but you know, it doesn't really matter. It's a calf. And so she pops her head up, looks at me and I'm like, I just sit there and finally they feed off to where they're about 50 to 60 yards away to my right, which is where they needed to be. And they're not really paying attention. Moms, the, the cow's definitely not paying attention. The calf is just like, what the heck is this going on over here? Yeah. Yeah, Mom's uh, not
0: upset. So I shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, it takes me half an hour to go about a hundred yards, Cause I'm walking every time their heads down feeding and um, I'm not making any noise or anything, but I also have to keep an eye on the two bowls that are still in sight. So I've got four sets of eyes, no cover. And I managed to make it up to the edge. I'm like, if I can make it to the timber line, it's game over. I'm, I'm going to kill this bull, and it's, it's a little five point, but I'm like stoked. You know, I was like, yeah, I mean, I wish I would have brought my camera. And um, so I, I'm making the final like 30 or 40 yards. I can cover it pretty quick because now the bulls have wrapped around those giant slash piles, which if people don't know what slash piles, it's like basically chunks of logs that didn't make it into a load. Basically. It's just not good. And it, they can be the size of a, of a camp trailer. I mean, they they can be pretty freaking big. So yeah. I have a pretty big obstruction between me and the bulls. Might as well be a house. And you can just basically run from there. So I kept sneaking up and then I find the bowl, 50 yards broadside. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. It came over. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I oh, don't know. I just sat there for about 30 seconds. I'm like, okay, just like breathing's good. Dial, dial's good. Rearrange. Okay. Grab, grab the right arrow. I know I've got, I've got everything's, everything's right. And, um, okay. Time to draw back, draw back, pull. I'm shooting a hinge. I get great shot execution with my hinge and, um, all right. All right poof, and it just, as soon as that pin settles, the bow goes off and I'm thinking, hell yeah, that's a dead bull. And then I watch that or go shoop, right about two feet below the bowl. I'm like, Oh fuck. I was like, what <laughs> What just happened? Like I'm looking at my sight tape. I, I rearranged the bowl. He run like five yards to his, to, uh, to my left. And so now he's like still about 50 yards. And I'm like, i just reload, I guess. So I do the same thing punk and shoot just barely under his armpit. I'm like, okay, now I'm mad. Cause <laughs> that's a shot. I, I do not miss. Like I, yeah, I practice a right? lot. I shoot a lot. I'm very confident. Um, cocky and cocky is taking shots. You shouldn't, um, confidence taking shots that you should. Um, and I was very confident in those, in those shots, man. Like I, I talk myself through the shots. I'm like, you know, as I'm drawing back, my like, you're going to, you're, you're dead, dude. You're so fucked. Like, boom. like I'm going to kill you. And both of those shots, no, nothing. And the only thing I can think of is that on the second shot, he maybe, maybe kind of ran out and then back a little bit. So maybe he, I lost like five or six yards and, um, just shot right under him or something. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I know both those shots felt really good. I found both my arrows um plucked one out of a piece of firewood basically and plucked the other one out of a stump and then um he's at 80 yards and i'm like you know i just missed that bolt twice and 80 yards is definitely in my wheelhouse but it'd be irresponsible for me to take that shot at this point because now i'm not confident and
0: yeah
1: it's just you know i need to go back to the truck and shoot my bow and just figure out what happened yeah and uh so i did i even took a video of it and i take out um i take out an arrow and I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, it's 50 yards. It shoots two feet low slaps into the Reinhardt. I'm like, okay, set that arrow off to the side. Let's take the second arrow I shot. And I did, I put, um, the broadhead was still good on it. So I kept everything and I hit about half inch from center, like just great shot. I mean, half inch from center is pretty good at 50 yards. And, And, um, I'm like, okay. So I went back to the first arrow. I'm like, something's going on with this arrow. And I'm like, you know what you did, Garrett, is you were practicing, right? You know, I, I shoot arrows, even if it's dark, I'll shoot arrows right in front of the truck just so I can get all the pops and creaks out of my shoulders and elbow and anything in the bow. Um, yeah. And I don't want the, f- my, my motto is, I don't want the first shot of that day to be on a live animal. I want the first shot to be something comfortable and, and just get anything out of the way, you know?
0: Yeah, makes uh, sense.
1: I've had a lot of fail- failures in the years. I try to put everything in my favor, right? So, So I figured out that, I had replaced um, that arrow accidentally when I screwed a field tip um, on it. That I had replaced it with a with an arrow that wasn't wasn't shooting very good, and I'd stuck that one in my quiver. And that was magically the one out of five arrows I, I grabbed. I grabbed the one that shouldn't have been in there. And I'm like, okay, well that that was really smart. That was great. That was awesome idea, Garrett. So. Um, I think at this point now I'm going to have to basically just have a stack of practice arrows every year I've hunted with and verified shoot straight. It's going to stay in my fucking quiver. I'm not taking them out now. And so (laughs) I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm driving off the mountain. I'm calling my hunting partner. I'm like, well, well you're up, you know? And, And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just missed a fucking bowl dude at 50 yards. He's like, what? I was like, broadside out in the middle of a unit. You know, it was right here. And, and he's like, Oh my God. He's like, how did you miss? I was like, long story. I fucked up, but I got it figured out. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you must've really fucked up. He's like, you, you don't do that. And I was like, I know, but I, no one's above making mistakes. I did. And, and, um, I, I know there's a bull in here bugling. Cause I was here last night and that wasn't him and it wasn't his little buddy. And so there's got to be a third bowl in here with five or six cows. Cause I heard them call him the night before. I'm like, let's go find them. And I tell him right where I had them. I sent him the on, Onyx points. He's like, I know where that bull's going. And with Rosie's, you know, you can kind of do that. Once you have them figured out, you can figure out right where they're going to go. And if they're not here, then they're definitely over here. And just doing, your doing your homework and being in the woods a lot. You can figure that out. And yeah. he had this herd big peg. Like he's like, I know exactly. Well, we're going to go kill him tonight. If he's talking. And, uh, so we go up, I meet him up on the mountain and, um, I'm shooting my bow. He's shooting my bow. We're both shooting pretty good. And, um, I'm, I've got my confidence back and I'm like, well, you're a shooter, man. I'll just leave my, 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 uh, my bow in the truck. And he's like, no, 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 no. Bring your bow. He's like, but I, I do appreciate being shooter." He's Like I, I do, no one's ever done that for me before. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, so we make a four mile ish hike. I don't know if it was four miles. It was pretty freaking far, um, down the steep face, uh, where that bull went off that I was calling to the night prior and nothing Winds, winds howling. I mean, even if a bull bugled, you probably wouldn't hear him. We covered this drainage, that drainage, this drainage. And then finally we get all the way down to his truck. Cause we made one hunt from my truck down to his and, um, and we're driving, And, uh, he's like, if he's not in this area, then he's farther up the drainage. So we go farther up. He takes this road immediately fresh rub. I'm like, sweet. Like this (laughs) has to be him, dude. Yeah. And, um, it it looks like a pretty good rub. And so we park, get out of the truck and, and I've got my bugle and and bow and he's got his bow. And immediately I, I start smelling elk. I'm like, okay, Okay, there's elk in here somewhere. The wind's blowing downhill. So obviously they're probably above us, or we're smelling somewhere where it took a piss or or something. And we, we continue our hunt back towards where we where we had ended our last hunt. So we're just basically kind of just checkerboarding, you know, sectioning off where it's not until we run into them. Process of elimination kind of thing. And um, I get a couple more whiffs of elk. We head back to the truck. He's like, if he's if we're getting s- <laughs> He's funny. He's, he's really, he's a really good elk hunter. So he's like, if he's, if, if the wind's coming downhill, and we're smelling him, he's gotta be right here. I was like, okay. He's like, there's a road that goes right there. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's go there. So we drive back around about a mile. We get up this other road. We're bebopping along, you know, having a, having a, just talking. And I pretty much given up on finding the elk at this point, we've got like an hour and a half until dark. And um, he comes around this corner, and um, the rub that we were that we had seen about a quarter mile below us on, the, on this road and there's a new unit. So we're on top of the unit now and we're just getting it ready to drive into the timber um, patch where we think he could be come around a corner and then he's standing right there in the freaking road with his cows. <laughs> and I'm just like, he's like, holy shit. And so he stops right on this like corner and then it's like a 200 yard straight stretch. And it's about twenty-year-old timber on both sides, so it's fairly thick, but you can shoot in it. And, uh, and it's just the whole herd's just staring at us. We're like, <laughs> "Fuck, dude!" Like, what are the? I'm like, what are the chances of this, dude? And he's like, "God damn it!" He's like, you know, they haven't spooked yet. I'm like, you're right, they haven't spooked yet, but the whole herd is looking at us. And there's a there's a spike about a hundred yards from us, and the rest of them are about 150 yards away from us. And, um, so he's like, let's just sit here and shut the truck off. So it's your shot, dude. You make the calls, right? You're sure. Yeah. So he shuts the truck off. We're sitting there and, um, and he rolls down his window. And then as soon as he does that, um, the bullhead ran back into, I think ran back into the timber. And then as soon as he rolls down his window, it just cracks off. It sounds like it's just right outside the door. The bowl is I'm like, Holy shit. Like, That's the same bull from last night. He's not as big as I thought he'd be, but you know, he's, he's, he's a rag four by five, but he's got a great bugle on him. And, um, it's so we're like, holy crap. That's, that's definitely the bull he had. I think we counted four or five cows. So I was pretty close to what the herd was. I didn't know there was a spike with them, but it was definitely the herd. And they were about two miles from where I had them the day prior. Like they had gone pretty far up the drainage. And, um, so we're just sitting there and I'm like, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't think we can stock them. I mean, they're all watching us, you know, kind of gone back to feeding. And I'm like, well, we can't call to them. And so we just sit here and wait for them to feed off into the timber. And then we'll kind of cut them off and make a play. And um, the bull at this time still bugling. He chases a cow back out onto the road, goes back into the timber. He's got one cow he's really interested. And in. I'm like, okay, let me get some footage real quick. So I take out my, my binoculars <laughs> and I put my phone through my binos and I'm sitting in the passenger seat and um, I put my my elbow on the center console and I lay my elbow down there to get like a steady shot through my phone. And yeah. I hit the fucking key fob. And go, er, er, oh, er, God. Er. And I'm like, God, <laughs> no, like this is how it ends. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I look at him oh, like man. we had just talked about how he was going to be shooter again. And then within a minute, I'm start I'm honking the horn. I'm like, I am such an asshole. Like. He's never going (laughs) to let this down. Like, and he looks at me. I'm like, did I do that? He's like, yeah, you did that. I'm like, fuck. I'm so sorry, dude. Like I do. I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like I I am legitimately sorry in the most legitimate, sincere way possible. I (laughs) fucked up. And uh, we're, we're sitting there kind of like shaking our heads. The whole herd looks back up at us. The bulls still off in the timber, chasing the cow, the spikes. 80 yards from us at this time he's feeding closer to the truck and uh we will give it a few minutes and the herd goes back to feeding in the middle of the road and i'm like there's no way there's no way we're going to be able to kill this bull now after driving up on the herd having them seeing us me honking at them having them hear us and freak the hell out now they (laughs) went back to feeding and they start kind of just feeding off into the right side of the road through into the timber and um (laughs) And finally the bull chases the cow back over. Cause the cow goes back up to the, to the herd and the bull follows are right across the road. He's like, you know, you should probably be shooter. You found this bull. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it's not big enough. And, and plus you did find it. And I was like, yeah, but I already missed one. So we had like a couple minute debate about who's going to shoot this bull. And I'm like, listen, if you want me to shoot this bull, I'm going to shoot this bull. I will, I will do it. And we can't play this game. So he's like, I, you're going to shoot this bull. I don't want it. I'm like, okay, so you're officially giving it the pass. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I grab my bow. I'm shooter again. All right. And we get out and he's like, well, now that you're a shooter, he's like, what do you want to do? <laughs> I was like, fuck, dude, I don't know. The spike is still standing there looking at us. And I'm like, okay. He's like, well, we can either wait for him to feed off or, or just bail out your side of the truck and we'll sneak around use the truck as cover get in get into the timber and join the herd and try and call that bull in there cuz he's fired up and yeah. um or and I'm like or we could spook the spike off on purpose and just bomb at that bull just fucking go at him dude just 100% <laughs> just bomb at him and I'm like cuz the spike doesn't matter he only matters if he spooks towards the bull and and tips off the herd and spooks the herd like that's the only if he goes to the left, we're good. It it doesn't matter. He might as well be a crow at that point. It doesn't matter. So I'm like, let's get on the, let's get on the road with him, And then we'll try and like, just shoosh him over to the left side of the road. (laughs) And, uh, and, and if he does that, then we have a full 100% just bomb in and kill that bull. Okay. So we both get out, we're walking, we're just walking down the middle of the road at this point. The spike's just standing there looking at us. I mean, we're within 80 yards for sure. And and he just finally, he just like, just kind of walks off to the left side of the road. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. and so I look at Brown, I'm like, dude, that just worked. And so I'm like, well, now let's get on the right side of the road and, and we'll kind of just sneak up the timber and and we can still hear everything going on up there. He's still there. And um and then so we, we get to where we're about right in the middle of the road and that bull heard that spike run off. Well, he comes back out of the timber to see, Hey, where, where'd you go? And he pegs me and Brad right in the middle of the road. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I look, I'm like, okay, this is how it ends. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm fine with that. We got farther than we should have. And, um, Brad's like, we're sitting there and we finally like, we like, I don't know, midget, like step into the, and in, like, we're basically grabbing our <laughs> knees and just like hobbling over into the ditch, trying to stay as low as possible. <laughs> And there's ferns growing up. So we had a little bit of cover, but the bull watches this guy kind of of shoosh over in the ditch. And we sit there for a few minutes and he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, just enjoy the view at this point. There's nothing we can do. We're fucked. And uh, at one point, I don't know whether he ninja rolled or he lunged or dove or sprinted, but I saw this roll. It was Brad was wearing a black sweatshirt. I see this blur of black. Just I fuck it. (laughs) Just dives into the brush or ninja rolls into the brush it just starts going batshit crazy, bugling, breaking ranches, raking, just cow calling everything, everything. It sounded like there's a hundred elk in one 10 foot square. And I'm like, I just start laughing. I was like, that's there's no fucking way that's going to work. But I appreciate the effort. And I'm just watching the bull, and you can just see the bull kind of go like his head tilt, and then it tilts back the other way, like a dog, you know, like, like when you're talking to a dog. It's just kind of doing like this head tilt thing, like when the hell was that? Maybe it was an elk. And he starts walking towards me. I'm like, no way is this happening right now? <laughs> he's about 120 yards away. And now he's about a hundred. And now I'm like ranging things. I'm like, well, if he makes it to that tree, that's about 65 yards, somewhere in there. And he stops. And Brad, Brad looks over at me at this time. He, he quit bugling and stuff. He's just like looking at me. Like, I'm like, Keep going, whatever you're doing's working, dude. Like, don't (laughs) stop. And um, the bull hangs up and just listens. And he and he's just like, now he's like just listening, kind of licking his lips a little bit, trying to get a win. Nothing, no, there's no win to be had. We're we're lucky in that point. And uh, and basically, you know, the bull's kind of just starting to get bored with it, I think. And I look over at Brad, I'm like, Brad, go about 10 more yards into the timber and push on this bull really fucking hard like go get into his couch just fucking run it's Brad just goes up there ways just crashing like a bull pissed off and just starts raking doing the same thing but he pushed right up into that bowl almost well he that bull didn't like that and he immediately there's a little cedar just pecker pole growing right off the side of the bank of the ditch but he's about I don't know 40 yards from it so he walks up to that cedar tree starts raking the shit out of it still standing on the road and he's got to be within 15 20 yards of Brad like they're right oh, wow. next to each other yeah Brad pr- almost got in between him and his cows so the bull didn't like that he starts getting real territorial and I'm ranging I'm like that's in range I'm like that's like 67 yards I think I'm like I I, I can shoot that and so he's still quarter 2 I'm like I don't like that so I'm like the bull's going to have to really get into this tree and turn broadside and about that time he does give him one last range draw back i was just like i cannot believe this is this is happening right now i'm just thinking okay that's that's it Boom, bow goes off perfectly felt great here it smack the bull, and then the bull churns and whirls and goes off and and then um within 10 seconds stops and i'm thinking if that arrow went where that pin was that that bull smoked like absolutely done and then uh about a minute goes by and i hear uh i hear a crash and it's about 60 70 yards off the road i'm like i think i just killed that bull i'm pretty <laughs> sure i'm pretty sure that bull's dead and he's right there and uh when when i heard that crash i i yelled the bread i'm like down goes Fraser. you know like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's like did you shoot that bull i'm like dude i just killed that bull and he's like there's no way i'm like that will never happen again. Like I, it's all on Instagram. I'm like, we're just laughing, walking back to the truck, and I'm like, we got to call, we got to call somebody and tell somebody what just happened. So we called our buddy James, and he's uh, playing poker, drinking beer with my cousin, and and he's like, well, fuck that, I'm gonna, i want to come help pack. I'm like, well, it's not be much of a pack, dude. It's flat ground within <laughs> 70 yards of the road. I'm like you can come up and have a beer with us up here. How about that? Bring a kill bottle with you, and uh, he does. He brings a couple. I don't know, probably hams or something. I forget what they were. And um, yeah, that bull died right where I heard him. And uh, I hit him a little about two, three ribs farther back than what I wanted. Um, He was ever so slightly quartered to me, but I hit him right here. Um, I definitely got, if I didn't get both lungs, I'd be shocked. I didn't, I didn't take everything out. And then it came out in the guts. So either the arrow kind of took a little bit of a a churn once it went in, or I got it bounced one, off a rib or something. Yeah. Something. Um, and I mean, that bowl, I mean, it looked bad when you got up to it. I'm like, because the arrows like the fletchings got hung up coming out of the, out of the, uh, hide, but it was right in the middle of the guts. I'm like, well, that doesn't look very good, but he's dead. And I made a good shot on him, but I'm like, that arrow had to do something funky when it went into that bowl. Cause he died within a minute. I mean, easily inside yeah. of a minute. And so, I just, uh, I cannot believe. I mean, that was the stupidest elk. I mean, we honked at him. We drove up on him. We, he had us pegged in the middle of the road. He, I mean, we gave him three more <laughs> th- than obvious opportunities that we were yeah. hunters and um, with, you know, bad intentions and, and he's hanging up on the wall, you know, just can't, can't believe there that. Go, bull man. Let us get away with that much. But, you know, the bro guys say, you only it only takes one. Well, I mean, that, that was the one that year and uh i can't believe <laughs> that's
0: amazing man
1: yeah. I, had, I had like
0: i was getting anxious for you when you said that like like caught you in the road because i've been caught <laughs> in the road by some animals and it's never worked out for me so no good for you man good for yeah. you yeah
1: yeah and uh brad ended up um passing on that bull and then killed um he's he's a very good elk hunter um but fire season started screwing with us a little bit last year he got a little antsy and shot a four point that's I think I might have blacktail that score higher than his four point. I mean, it was the <laughs> smallest four point I've ever seen for a Rosie. <laughs> but, um, and he's like, he sent me a picture. He's like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, dude, you killed a bull in like a level four. So you have very, very small places of land that you can even kill a bull on right now. And you managed to kill one. I'm like, that's incredible, you know? And yeah, his wife was there with him and it was pretty Filled cool. the freezer. Filled the freezer. Yeah. I mean, he kills a bull every year. Um, pretty much every year. And, and, and I do too now, but I mean, he's, he's definitely got some really big rosies over mine. And, and um, I think this year we might start passing on, on bowls. I, it takes everything I can not to, not to throw an arrow down range at one when I get a shot. Cause it's pretty hard. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, but well, I get I, it. Yeah. Rosies are even, I think Rosies are tough, the toughest. I mean, out of, out of Rockies versus Rosies, I'd rather rather kill a Rosie any day that's just it, to me it's a bigger accomplishment you know yeah for me I'll take what I get <laughs> I think I've only really pulled
0: back on an elk oh, oh one man. time one time and my my buddy ruined it for me um, I may have already I'll tell you this story I may, I may have already told it on the podcast and if so sorry to the listeners but you don't know Garrett so I'll it's tell all you. good yeah um hunting in you know central central northern Colorado and um basically it was 2020 when there was a huge snowstorm like 12 inches of snow basically we were locked up for a day in camp um, but the next day we get out we're glassing in the morning and we see this big old bull just sort of cruising right where we planned on hunting so we're like all right well let's just go follow his tracks he'll he'll bed down we we, we can just follow his tracks until we get to him so one of my buddies got hurt so he stays back at camp in that same glassing spot me and the other buddy go up and we spent hours following these tracks. He he never sat down, but before we know it, all of a sudden there's another bull. We don't know it's another bull. We're just like, oh, there's a bull, huge bull. Um, But it it pins us. We really have no shot at it. It's probably about like 60 yards. So within range, but we can't move. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't, we weren't prepared for him to, to, to get up on us. Um, Either way, he spooks runs. And my one buddy at this point is like, let's go, let's go after him. Let's go after him. And I'm like, well, let's follow these tracks and see if that was the bull that, we were originally chasing and and it wasn't it was definitely a different bull but i'm like we're not going to catch him like no. who knows where he went we can follow his tracks until tomorrow but we're not going to catch him at the same time our buddy who's just injured in glassing is like there's a herd i found a herd of elk and they're bedded on an open hillside and he sent us a photo and we're like oh shit okay just <laughs> so like let's go to the herd and my buddy's like no let's follow this one we busted and i'm like you know, we're we're we've got elk staying put versus an elk that we have no idea. So we go, I'm like, all right, we'll we'll go over that next hillside, that next finger ridge. And if we don't see anything there, let's have lunch and then let's if these guys are still there, we'll go back and get the other herd. So mm-hmm. long story short, nothing happens. So we end up going back to that herd. And uh we we hike down to so there's basically a saddle in between us, and we can see him from this other hillside. And I'm like, all right, let's let's drop down to that saddle. I'll hike. Around the mountain and up the back, and if the wind is good, I'll come in from above them. You get up to the same elevation, and then you push in that way if the wind is good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Buddy's like, All right, let's do it. So I'm like, Don't start hiking until like you give me 20 25 minutes to get a head start so I can get around them. So I get up, I get around, and it's like a nice warm day because it's September, right? So the snow's wet and quiet, like you can do whatever you want in the woods, you're not going to make any noise. Um, and I'm just sort of trekking on this ridge top, and I see an antler. I'm like, ooh, I got it! Like, let's go. So I drop my pack, I drop everything, I go in with my bow, and I and I've got timber probably to about 30 yards from the elk, and I'm just slowly moving through it. And all of a sudden, I see another elk, and another elk, and another elk, and oh, and I realize that there's probably 15 to 30 here. Like, I'm not even really sure. Um, but the bull that I see, raghorn, don't. But I don't care. I just want to get a shot on him. And so I'm, I'm maybe 40, 45 yards, which at the time, probably out of my range. Now I'd be very comfortable with it. But at the time I was like, I don't know. I'm going to try and get a few more yards. Mm-hmm. Thing is, his whole body was blocked by a log. So all I saw was his head. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just uh, very slowly get another 10 yards. He'll eventually stand up. Next thing I know, all of these elk stand up, <laughs> look the other direction, and then book it just run off the other way. And as it turns out, my buddy, when I was explaining the plan about making sure the wind's good, he didn't have a wind checker. (laughs) So he was just like, he ran out of cover. And so he just started belly crawling. He he wasn't, he had no cover. (laughs) He didn't know what the wind was doing. And he just crawled in on, on really the only elk that I've ever gotten in on. So then as they were running, I went full draw. The whole herd was over here. I had a bull and I was like, I think that's 50 yards. I put my 50 yard pin on him and fired. Shouldn't have done it. Mistake. Like, good thing that elk was probably more like 80 yards away because that arrow landed well short of that herd of elk no elk were injured nothing was hurt but our pride um but that's the only time (laughs) i've ever drawn back on anything man that's so like you were saying it's it's hard to draw back so it's hard to to hear hunters like yourself say maybe i'll start passing on some stuff that gives the rest of us hope saying that we we can get better (laughs) we we can get to that point because i'm not there
1: I mean, it took me, um, and granted, you know, I, I was trying to kill an elk the easy way and there's just not really an easy way. It's trying to be lazy. You know, when I was 16, 17, just learning how to do it. And then, um, you know, I always had to have a friend drive me cause my first pickup was a drum set. So I can't drive that anywhere. And, um, I had to, had to choose between a drum set and a pickup. So <laughs> story behind that chose a drum set. Cause the drum set was going to pay for the pickup because I was going to become a f- professional drummer. yeah that that never immediately too right yeah yeah (laughs) um and uh so i always always had a buddy with me or or had to have somebody drive me up there so i could go hunt and um i think it took me six years um to finally kill my first bull with with a bow um and then every year since then it's been pretty much not not i'm not gonna say automatic because that just takes away from how hard it really is but it's been yeah once the first one falls it's kind of like Okay, now they now they're going to start falling every year. You know, it's just that's what I'm hoping
0: for. I just got to get that first one.
1: <laughs> it is. I mean, it, the first one's the hardest, I think, because he got so much nerves and pressure. You I mean, wh- wh- where does all this pressure come from? Like, why do we put all this pressure on ourselves to to make a? I don't know, just to make one really good shot and and, and to kill a, a bull, and it, it just all this pressure. It, 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 I I am so guilty of it, and I still do it to this day, but. Like I'd tell about month or month and a half to two months before September. Like I, I get anxiety. I, I truly do get anxiety and I get this like tightness and this bad feeling in, in my gut because that, that six years of, of failure, that is probably the biggest reason outside of my love for actually hunting elk. But the fear of failure drives me probably more than my successes do. And yeah. I, I, I never want to eat another elk tag. In my life, I I honestly believe I will eventually it'll happen. But I just that fear of failure pushes me so hard to hunt so hard and to never have to have to experience that again. I hate it. I yeah. I I'm the type of guy that I hate winning more than I love. All right, I hate losing more than I love winning. I I am yeah. that guy. You know, and I am too. I am it too. just it it really does drive me. So, and I've. <laughs> And I have a lot of motivation because I failed for so many years, you know, and I say failed, but I, I didn't fail. I learned and I got better, but, um, you know, I, I, in my opinion, I failed, you know, I, my, my job is a, is a provider for me and my wife and a hunter is to put meat in the freezer. And for elk, I didn't do that for many years. So,
0: yeah, um, I understand that,
1: yeah, you, know, <laughs> that
0: I, you know, it's funny. You mentioned this anxiety thing. I've, I've never really had anxiety because it's just been a learning thing for me, but mm-hmm. I did get hit with anxiety actually a week ago um, based on last season, because I'd never felt more prepared to go into the elk woods. And then the season got torn away from me. And then I was just like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to spin that anxiety into like being even better this coming year. So We'll see, man. But uh there's it. a lot there's a lot to it. Emotions all year round when it comes to, you know, hunting, especially the, the Western big game because you put so much into it, whether it's money or effort, time, all those different things.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, we spend so much time like I used to spend at least five days a week shooting my bow all year round. I mean, I was at the range two hours a day for, um, you know, the most I've ever shot. I tracked I tracked my shots for like two months um, on, on an Excel spreadsheet. I was so deep into it. Chalked yeah. my group sizes at every range from zero to 80 or from 10 to 80. I would track my group sizes. I could tell you at what arrow my groups would start opening up because of fatigue. Like it was insane. I was shooting 200 arrows a day, you know, like yeah. I was. Six arrow group. I started off at four arrow groups, built some good stamina up, went to six arrow groups, and then pretty quick, you're shooting 200 arrows a day. And, um, I mean, all that time spending over training could have been spent time over, you know, scouting and and in woodsmanship. And, and being, you know, being able to hit a chew can at 80 yards doesn't matter if you can't put an elk in front of you, you know, or you can't find them or whatever it might be. Yeah. In my case, I couldn't find them, but, uh, you know, it just, It's just kind of funny, the things that we value or get hung up on because of whatever thing, like Cam Haynes, lift run shoot every day. Like everybody just wants to, you know, jerk that guy off all day long. (laughs) And it's just like, man, like I I I work out three to five days a week. I don't shoot my bow hardly, hardly at all anymore. I mean, I shoot it maybe I haven't shot it since since well, it's probably been two months since I've shot my bow, you know, and And I'm not one of those guys that's going to take it out two weeks before season, because I have a whole tuning process I go through and, and everything. So it has to start at least two months prior to season. But I mean, it doesn't take long to get really good with a compound bow, especially if you know, like you have a blueprint of a good shot process. Um, And there's, there's just a lot of things that a lot of people are doing. I'm like, man, if you spent all that time where you're training here and just put yourself in the woods and boots on the ground, you would find more success. You really would. And so that's that's been a tipping point in my um, success is just focusing my efforts in the right spots. So
0: yeah, that makes sense. You, you got to find the right the right place to put the effort. Um, with me moving to Texas, I'm going to put my effort into e scouting this year because i decided I'm going to try some new spots. So yeah, but we're getting off topic, Garrett. This is maybe something for your <laughs> podcast, not mine. Right? Man, <laughs> we're not supposed to talk about this shit. We're supposed to just tell stories. So I know you have a couple other ones for us, um, and I don't know. You said that was the D- the second dumbest animal is the first dumbest animal an option for us, or do you just um, want to stick with that the was the dumbest
1: mind? elk I've ever killed. What was I, where was I going out with the dumbest animal? Um, you
0: said, yeah, second dumbest animal, but the dumbest elk. So if you got that one, great. If you can't recall, not a big deal. I know oh, um, no, that.
1: there's, that was the second dumbest story. Uh <laughs> my buddy Kevin who I, I I love to death and it sounds like I'm talking shit about him but I'm I'm remembering him and <laughs> in, in, in the way that I felt in the moment <laughs> so, yeah I I love my buddy Kevin to death him and I are like best friends and uh, we are best friends and lifelong friends at that well Kevin's Kevin's I have no idea how to even describe this guy other than he does he just does what he does and you may never even know why so um, except Kevin. He might know why. I mean half the time I don't even think he knows why he does things, but he um we all he served, like that. We all yeah, like that. He s- served in in the um in the uh he, armed forces for a few years, came back and um wasn't exactly the same when he came back. Um I won't get into that, but he he just was just a little bit different. And um, and so so it's been uh, he's married with kids now and he's 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 a hundred percent, but um there for a while, we like, we're like, Hey, you know, like we should definitely hang out with Kevin today and go to going on an adventure. Cause every time you hang out with this guy, it's an adventure. Well, we go <laughs> up to this spot up the North Umqua, and it's like towards the end of a uh, black season. We're in the Cascades and we're, we're really high. I mean, we are way high, like above 4,000 feet for the Cascades. That's, um, I, I know for a fact we're both, but we're probably closer to five to 6,000 feet. And, um, it's raining, and none of us checked the weather because we we're in our early twenties. None of us prepared and brought food like we should have because we're in our early twenties and we weren't thinking. We brought one two-person tent for three dudes, and uh, we like just were completely unprepared for anything. And God forbid, we shot a buck. And we're uh, hiking in two miles into this basically wilderness um, old burn. <laughs> And we, we split off. And Mitch and I had this whole conversation about what should we do with Kevin? Um, you know, <laughs> we can't really leave him by himself because he'll get lost. Um, and I'm like, no, Kevin knows how to fucking follow a trail. He he won't get lost. And Mitch is like, <laughs> dude, he's going to get, he, yeah, basically. <laughs> and so, long story short, we're p- pretty close to two miles in. And it's it's not raining yet. The weather's coming. And I jump a nice three by four buck and I shoot him. And I am probably I am the worst offhand shot shooting at a live animal that I know. I, I just I'm dog shit. I fall apart with a gun. Like get I just get too excited. I punch the trigger and I miss the biggest buck of my one of the biggest bucks of my life up there on another trip. And um, but I got this one. And uh, I'm yelling at Mitch, Mitch, I got one. You're gonna like this one. It's a good buck. And so I call him down to me. I'm already um already working on the buck, got some pictures of him and the bucks actually mounted upstairs and he's not huge but he's the the story behind this buck is why i mounted it um well i'm calling to kevin kevin where are you at we're yelling he's he's the farthest one up on the hill so it's kevin mitch and me we're making a push through this burn well kevin's like oh did you did you kill one i'm like yeah you heard me shoot like four times yeah i i (laughs) yeah i got him and um I'm like, come on down. Like, we're we'll all pack this thing out together. Well, Mitch comes down right away. You know, he's hunted his whole life too, and Kevin, not so much. And um, we're working on this buck, and it's been, I don't know, 10-15 minutes. I'm like, where the fuck is Kevin, dude? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, Kevin, where are you at? And he's like, (laughs) I'm just sitting here. Why are you just sitting up there? Why aren't you coming down here? He's so far away. I can't even hear him. We're like yelling he's got to be 200 yards up, up the mountain. And he's like, my feet hurt. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay, your feet hurt. I'm like, are you going to come pack, help pack out this animal? And he's like, silence. I was like, okay, Kevin's probably not going to help pack out this animal, man. it's just going to be me and you. And this is a big bodied buck. Um, it's a, it's a high mountain buck. He's got a lot of fat on him. He's he's a big black tail body buck. And, and uh, I'm like, you're not going to have to pack this son of a bitch out of here. Like, This is not going to be fun. And it's starting to just piss and pour on us. It's just getting with it. The wind there. Apparently there was a giant front moving in about 40 mile an hour winds. Now we got sideways rain. We're putting this freaking thing in our pack. And um, I I hear boom. I'm like, oh, Kevin just shot one. Boom. I'm like, well, maybe he didn't. Boom. (laughs) And uh, Kevin's hunting with an AR because it's Kevin. Don't know why he's just hunting with an AR. So (laughs) Mitch looks at me and him and Kevin were like super close at this point. And, um, and they still are, but they were like, even me, me and Kevin were close, but they were closer. And, um, and he's like, God damn it. I'm like, what? He's like, Kevin's fucking lost, dude. That wasn't shooting at a deer. Kevin's gone. Kevin's lost. He's shooting three shots so we can come find him. And he's getting, (laughs) I was like, there's no way (laughs) Kevin got lost, dude. The trails right there. Like, all you had to do was walk East. Like that's it. Like you can't not hit a trail. And then um, he's like, watch, no, there'll be three more shots here in probably five or 10 fucking minutes. And we're going to have to go find Kevin. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I'm like on the way out, we'll, we'll find him and, and we'll see what he shot, you know? And, and Mitch is just fucking pissed. And like, we're getting wet. Kevin's not helping. <laughs> he's gone. Probably lost. <laughs> and then, and then uh, a few minutes goes by. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, okay, you're right. He's definitely lost. It's three more shots. <laughs> I mean, it's way gone. It's, it's so far past where he should be. We can barely hear the shots now. I'm like, he's kind of going in the right direction though. Cause that's towards the truck. But I'm like, if he's going in the right direction, why is he, why is he, why is he shooting warning shots, you know, or help find me shots. And, so we we get the buck in there, and um, we we both have a lot of weight. And blacktails aren't big, but everything's wet, right? That adds yeah. weight. The buck is wet. It, it just it was way too heavy of a pack for both of us. And so we're we're hiking out, and the weather really starts to hit, and it changed from um, rain, thirty mile an hour winds ish to like definitely forty. I mean, and and hail, and it was pelting you in the side of the face, so you couldn't yeah. just. You couldn't just walk the trail. You kind of had to like walk with your head to your right shoulder. So it wouldn't just smack you in the face, Felt like someone just was shooting you with like a, like a four ten over and over again, just it hurt. Yeah. And uh, so we finally make it out. It takes like a couple of hours and we finally make it out. We are soaking wet, no rain gear. Cause we weren't prepared, no food. Cause we weren't prepared. And um, we're like the whole time. Me and Mitch were like cheering each other. I'm like, dude, when we get back, I've got this can of food. We're going to eat the shit out of that can of food. It's going to taste so good. We're going down <laughs> to the store. We're buying hot dogs. We're going to get some beer. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get warm in the truck. Um, you know, the tent will be dry. We can, we can at least change in the tent. And um, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, like, let's pick up the, let's get back here. I want to eat. I'm hungry. I'm freaking starving cold. Well, we get back. Uh <laughs> The tent's, oh, Kevin. tent's wide open. <laughs> Kevin's in the truck in the passenger seat. And I'm like, okay. So Kevin found his way back. He's in the passenger seat of the truck sitting there. But why is the tent wide open? It's fucking, everything's wet, right? I mean, you can't have a God. wide open tent, every sleeping bag, every pillow, the tent soaked. Great. I'm like, if he, I'm like, I told Mitch, I'm like, if he eat the if he ate the food, I'm gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> so, so I'm like, we walk up to the truck and Kevin's got the only can of like beans or something, and he's like looking at us like, Oh, you guys get one, you know. It's just like eating the only eating the only food we had. And not only, not only did he leave the tent open, he walked over everything with his muddy boots. He hates when I tell a story because it makes makes him sound like an asshole. But he walked over everything, looking for the food, like this little can of whatever it was, and, uh, and got cold. So he decided to go sit in the truck and just wait for us. And then um, and me and Mitch are like, I can't believe you did this, then this, then this. And then you fucked us by eating all the rest of the food. And he's like, I got hungry. And I was like, <laughs> we're like an hour away from the store, like not probably an hour and a half away from the store, Kev. Like, obviously, we're not going to starve to death. That's fucked up. So yeah, we drive down to the store and then, um, actually I've got it. Let me grab the picture right here. This is the picture of the, uh, of the buck. I mean, it's a good black tail, not, not yeah. a huge one or anything, but which that, one's Kevin. Okay. <laughs> That's. Kevin. <laughs> I was going to guess that yeah. one was Kevin. Yeah. I, I told Mitch so I'm like, there's no fucking way he's going to be a part of this. I was so mad. I was like, he doesn't even deserve to be a part of this picture. And then, um, Mitch is just like, what is it? whatever, man, it's cool. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have him be a part of this picture so I can point to this moment when he pissed me off so bad and he fucked us. I'm like, I'm going to point to that picture every time I get mad at Kevin, I'm like, remember this, remember this. And then I mounted that deer just so <laughs> I could, I could like, remember that Kevin, remember that hunt? Wasn't that fun? <laughs> so that's like i hate when that's you tell so that funny. story you make me sound like an asshole i'm like no kevin you're just kevin <laughs> yeah,
0: you gotta email me that photo so i can post it on the instagram yeah, yeah. see yeah
1: and we are all still like super best friends to this day you can see how skinny i am in that photo but um yeah i mean that guy right there is the best um offhand shot i know he he is absolutely incredible he let one of the biggest bucks him and i've ever seen um, get away in that same exact spot. I shot that blacktail because, uh, I pulled up on it quick. He's like, ah, Garrett's got this like a 40 yard shot and the deer's going, bing, 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 you know, shoot right over it. And like, he's like, dude, I gave you that shot. I'm like, you shouldn't have, you know, me like, I'm like, you fucked up. That's not even, yeah, that's, that's your fault. I'm, I'm mad at you for not shooting that deer. Like I said, let's lay out a ground rule right now. Anytime you and I are hunting together and we jump a buck, you automatically shoot it. Like, don't even worry about me. I will never get mad at you. But now if we have a buck out there, like 400 yards, yeah, I'll take the shot because I have time to get ready and dial. But I'm like, you are the designated offhand jump buck shooter. Like, you're it. Like, I don't care. So we haven't had that issue uh, ever, ever again. But yeah, so that... (laughs) that story man I that's actually one of the funnest um, memories I mean it wasn't fun at the time but looking back on it I, I wouldn't trade that memory for nothing I mean yeah
0: man it's funny how those stories all end up that way right like the the worst experiences you've had are your favorite stories and they yeah. come up on this podcast often which is great that was um, the worst
1: worst blacktail um, packout I will ever have there will there will never be a worse pack out than that one that was the worst. And it would have been a hell of a lot better with three people. I can tell, I can tell you. I
0: that. bet. I bet, man. It reminded me of my hunting buddy. I don't know if he's quite uh, the caliber of Kevin, but <laughs> our first hunting trip, man, I was like, all right, I've got all dinners planned. I've got all lunches, breakfast. All you got to do is bring yourself like food to sustain yourself, you know, in the 13 miles that we're going to do during this day. Guy rolls in with like a Costco size box of candy bars. And that is it. <laughs> Like that is all the food he brought to survive a week of hunting elk. And I was like, all right, man, I don't know where we're going to go with this, (laughs) but uh, I have a buddy like that. I just haven't hunted with him enough to have him get lost too many times on me.
1: Yeah. Well, Kevin, um, I asked him like, why, why, why did you shoot your gun? Um, he's like, I was, I got lost. I was like, what do you mean you got lost? He's like, well, I got turned around and then I found the trail after I shot my shots so I'm like, you didn't think about shooting three more shots once you got back to the truck. So we weren't out there looking for you. He's like, no, I didn't think about that. That would have been a good idea. I was like, yeah, how do you know we weren't just out there <laughs> fucking wandering the woods for you? So it's just like, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Awesome guys. Um, great, great friends. But yeah, I mean, he still does funny shit like that every time we hang out. I mean, yeah. he's uh, yeah, he's deep into conspiracy theories now and. And so every, every couple of times a month, we'll get together and watch conspiracy movies together. And he shows me the that's awesome. Greatest. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's Uh, perfect. That's the exact kind of stuff. Like my personal favorite hunting stories are when you is of a friend being an idiot. And so thank you. (laughs) Like, those are my personal favorite. I don't know what the audience likes or not, but I I love them. Um, but yeah, I know, I think I kind of pulled that out of the, out of the ether here. You had some other ones planned. Do you want to dive into those or you want to wrap it up? It's, yeah, you know, you. I'll go as long as you want.
1: I've got one, um, that was really interesting. It's not really that funny. Um, Brad Powell was kind of funny in it. I got the whole thing on video. So if you want to go on my Instagram, I think it's still on there. It's, uh, the story is called what the fuck happened. I think, <laughs> uh, it's on, is it on my Instagram? We'll see real quick. Uh, yeah, it's WTF happened? What the fuck happened? And it's a story of my bull from two years ago. So, me and Brad Powell um, are hunting together again. I, I took him out one of my spots that I used to hunt years ago. We just weren't getting any into the elk two years ago where we were. Like we we were we were the first like five or seven days. It was phenomenal, and then it was just like a desert of elk, nothing. And uh, so I'm like, let's go, let's go hit some new area. You know, we need to get out of this rut. And so we did right before dark i find this nice five point actually no that's that's the bull from two years ago i pointed the bull i shot last year looks almost identical to that one so okay that's now i'm talking about that bull and um nice 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 little five point and um we, he's super pissed super vocal has a bunch of cows i don't know 15 12 cows something like that and um I mean, anytime you you pop a twig, you fart, you, you caught cow call, he bugles back. He's pissed. He's raking. Tons of video of him on there doing that. And um, we just didn't have the daylight to where I thought it was like a slam dunk. I felt like this bull was a slam dunk, but it would have been right at the last, last being able to see your pins and make a good shot. And I'm like, let's just leave them for tomorrow. and We'll come back yep. in the morning. It's a Friday night. You know, no one else is up here and we'll come back tomorrow morning. Probably won't be anybody here tomorrow morning. Well, that was that was completely wrong. There was we got there at dark and um we were waiting for daylight. Uh I'm pretty sure I I think we can hear him bugling in the dark. And we're like, we're dude, he's he's right literally within hundred yards of where we left him and still in the unit with his cows. And um <clears throat> so we come up with a game plan. I'm shooter, and Brad's like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call him right in for you and keep them busy and might on this bull, We played it a little bit different where Brad was going to stay in the bottom of the Creek. Sound like a bull, keep them raking. This bull liked to rake. He'd rake for a minute straight. I mean, just yeah. tear up a tree, move on to the next one. So I'm like, if you can get him raking again, I'm just going to walk up to that son of a bitch and shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all strategy. Cause when they're raking, they're not paying attention. And he was raking so hard that um, his nose was like, almost to his chest. Like he was all the way up and then he, his, his eyes would go straight up in the sky. He'd rake the whole tree all the way up and down. Like the the hardest raking bull I've seen for, for his size. is was just like, Jesus getting it. And I'm like, that's, that's a slam dunk. And all the cows magically, it was the perfect scenario. He was on this little kind of finger Ridge. He was on one side and then all of his cows were on the other. So I had one elk, not 15. I had to compete with. Well, the bull's ripping off bugles, this and that. Everything's perfect. I, I haul ass up the hill and uh, I lose him. The bull kind of shuts up. I'm like, and I look back down at Brad and uh, I you know, kind of give him like the what's going on thing. Yeah. And he's like, you know, give me the finger. I get up the hill, get up the hill. So I haul ass up the hill and I hear a bugle. I'm like, son of a bitch. That, that, that bull went up to the top of the spine on the timber's edge um, and then went to the, basically where the lead cow was. And now, now I hear another bugle and I'm like, well, that's not a bull. <clears throat> There's another dude trying to kill this bull. And he's yeah. on the same ridge. He's about 250 yards above the bull, but he's on the same exact timber line. I'm like, great. You know, now we're not going to kill this bull because this guy's going to fuck us. He's above the elk in the morning. So doesn't have the thermals. And I'm like, yeah. we started on the bottom because of that. And this guy just wasn't thinking about thermals. And I'm like, it's just a matter of time until they all bust out of here. And finally, I, I'm, I'm smelling elk. I, can, I can't see him yet, but I can, I can hear him. I'm getting closer. He's staying put. He's not moving anymore. And, uh, that guy kept bugling every time that bowl bugled. So I didn't have to have Brad do anything at this point. I walk about to the very top of the finger Ridge, about 20 yards from the timber's edge. And I come around this, this uh, reprod fir tree and I look around it and I'm staring at a cow about 10 yards right in the eyeballs. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then, so I'm like, we're just staring at each other. And she's just not a very old cow. She's probably like a yearling. And, uh, and I'm like, okay. So I just kind of ever so slightly just go behind the tree <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to go over here instead. And then I'm looking at another elk and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. You know, like I am right in them now. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a cow right here off to my left, about 10 yards. I've got a spike bull, uh, about 20 or 30 yards right here. And then the whole rest of the herd. And there's an old landing that bull is on with like two cows and, and he's right there. And they're all looking at that guy bugling. He's out in the middle of the, of the open sitting on a stump bugling at these elk. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> they're not going to come to you. And, um, and so what happened is that guy, if, if he had a little bit better game plan, he could have killed that bull. That guy, as soon as he bugled, that bull went on defense because he was already playing defense against us, but he had the higher ground. So there's no need for him to come to us. Um, the other hunter was above him. So he had the high ground and he had the cows between him and the bull. So that bull automatically went shoot and put himself in between that hunter and, and the cows and um, wasn't going to leave. That bull was going to have to come down and lose the high ground. So sound like star Wars here, um, lose the high ground. <laughs> and, and that just wasn't going to happen. That bull wasn't leaving his cows. Yeah. So yeah, that bull's playing defense and the whole herd's looking at him because he's out in the middle of the freaking open. And um, Brad, Brad at this time's flipping the guy off, waving at him, waving the bird at him and, and just pissed because, Obviously, we're trying to kill that bull. We were there first. We're in position. Everything's good for us. And Brad's just like giving him the what for, hoping the guy's looking at him through binos. The guy's not paying attention. And yeah. um, and so I'm like, man, that bull's pretty far away. He's got to be 110 yards away, 120 yards away. So I I range him 79 yards. I'm like, no way, is he 79 yards? 79, 81, 80, 79, just bouncing. It's pretty brushy, but he's yeah, right there yeah. at 80 yards. So I'm like. fuck I'm gonna shoot him right here so (laughs) dial to 80 draw back you know just boom and perfect just everything felt good and I think I ranged the brush right in front of him because I I thought I smoked him he jumped up you know kind of did the oh crap thing and then went down the hill and started circling down below me but only ran about 60 yards and stopped right below me in a shooting lane range 60 62 somewhere around there a lot of brush I'm like 60 yards all range for that it's downhill. So I won't have to pay a penalty for much being off very hard because it's deep yeah. downhill. And, um, so I'm now I'm shooting like down, downhill, 62 yards, 60 yards and boom. Oh, and I forgot. He's look, he's dead looking dead straight at me at this time too. So I have a 62 okay. yard frontal. That's not preferable, but if you already have an animal and an elk or yeah, you got to take the shot and yeah, an arrow and an animal free send for anything, right? Anything goes for, in my opinion. So I'm like, oh, I need to put another arrow in this bowl. Cause I don't know where I hit him. And, um, long story short, I smoked him right here. Um, yeah, about an inch low of where I was aiming, two inches low of where I was aiming, but it went boom. And then shot out the other side, just went all the way through him. I'm like Shit. And, uh, I'm like, definitely smoked him that time. And so now immediately he like, he's not running. He's just trying to go super lethargic. And, um, at this point, that guy, I look back up there and and now he's standing on the stump, you know, just watching it all unfold. And, yeah. uh, and the bull is skirting below me about 30 yards and I can't get a shot. And he's just kind of just skirting along kind of goes up onto that finger. That's next to me. And he's 62 yards again. Like, Shit. I don't have to dial for that. So I shoot <laughs> or I, I draw back and, uh, I have it right on him and, and he, he starts to pick up his foot and just kind of sets it back down. I'm like, Oh, he's, he's going to see, he's going to take off here in a second. So, I get going and I can see his, he's starting to take a step. So I put about a foot in front of him and right, right. Like, just, just go off, you know, just waiting for the hinge to go off at that point. I'm just trying to keep it right in front of his chest. And right when he starts taking a step, that, that bow goes off and I smoked him right behind the heart. Um, and I mean, I was aiming at least six or eight inches in front of his chest there and, uh, made a good shot on him. And I'm like, that is 100% a hundred percent a dead bull. Like there's no yeah. doubt, but it. it was dead after the, first shot in my opinion but so i've got three arrows in this bowl and i'm like hell yeah good five point <laughs> and but this time he takes off he doesn't just he walk or anything. he hauls ass straight down the bottom of the unit runs across the main gravel road and and he's gone i mean he went three or four hundred yards i'm like oh shit like that's not good uh yeah. if he had enough energy to make it there and um so brad watched it happen i'm calling him up i'm like i got him you know and and that guy is gone up above us. And um, so I call Brad up and on the way up, he's like, dude, there's a ton of blood going right here. He's like, you must've smoked him. I'm like, I think I shot him three times. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, what? I was like, that's the most expensive elk I've ever shot right there. like each arrow is like 40 or 50 bucks and uh, fully rigged. And I'm like, yeah, that's, 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 that's the most expensive elk I've ever shot. And, um, didn't find any of the arrows. Every arrow is gone and, um, I have no idea where they went. They all went through the elk. And, uh, so we're like, dude, he ran like a long ways. I don't know where he went, but, um, we give him like half an hour. We're talking about what, you know, what happened. And he's like, I was flipping that guy off. I'm like, you didn't see his 12 year old kid, like right above him. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you flipped off a 12 year old dude. And he's like, oh fuck. He's like. I hope he didn't see me. I'm like, I hope he didn't see you either, dude. So, well, now that guy that was up above us is waiting for us down on the gravel road where the bowl was like cross the road. There's another truck parked out. So now I got two trucks, two different groups of hunters down there on the road. And everybody's just kind of having a powwow talking like you and I are right where my bowl just went. And I'm like, that's not cool. Cause I don't know if you guys are spooking them even farther, you know, like yeah. you have no idea what's going on here. And so I'm like, well, um, they, they yell at us, Hey, we got blood down here. And I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. And so we go down there. I'm like, there's no t- point in even tracking the blood from here. And um, basically we go down there. I'm like, Hey, what's going on guys? I'm Like, Hey, you shot that bull. Huh? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, we were stocking in on that bull that was in the bottom. I'm like, what bull was in the bottom? He's like, dude, there was a ripper in the bottom. He was a big bull. <laughs> and I look at Brad, I'm like, yeah, you are kind of a big bull, aren't you? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, that was you. And Brad, Brad's got some chuckles that'll just, oh, man, best chuckles in the game. And yeah. uh, he sounded, I mean, he was just ripping off bugles, doing what Brad does. And that guy was trying to kill Brad as I was trying to kill that bull, as that other guy was trying to kill my bull. And there was, uh, there, and all, and then we had another set of hunters about a thousand yards away watching us off of another landing that were watching that bull. They watched it unfold. So yeah. there's three different Public sets of land hunting. We're trying to kill that bull. <laughs> when I arrowed him, and um and so we're talking, and and um the guy from up top comes down below, and we're talking to him, and he didn't see Brad, and luckily he didn't see Brad, and he's a super cool dude. He's like, once I saw that you were in in position, dude, I was like, I just I just watched. What, I just wanted to watch. I I didn't want to screw you, and I'm like, I really appreciate that because all you would have had to do is anything, and that situation <laughs> would have been fucked. Um, you know, stand up and clap or whatever. It wouldn't have mattered. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you smoked him on that first shot. I'm like, I felt like I did, but yeah, we, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was, yeah, everything felt good. And, and then one dude's like, well, I followed his tracks a little bit down the road. His toes are kind of pointing together. So he's like, he's about to tip over. And I'm like, man, I've never heard of that. Like, I like, I like the optimism and I yeah. hope you're <laughs> yeah. right but the, you know, the, the, the hooves pointing together, he's like, that's when they start feeling weird. And that's when they start getting ready to tip over. I'm like, I've never in my life heard that, but we'll go with it, you know, and, yeah. and um, everybody was cool. I gave one dude a bugle, the, the 12 year old and his dad, I gave them a bugle from the bro guys, a brand new one. And, um, super cool dudes from, you know, they were local and everybody was pretty much local. And, um, so everybody kind of goes their separate ways. We go back to the truck, we don't know how hit this bull is. I mean, I have an idea, but we don't know. So we give him um, three or was it an hour or three hours? We gave them plenty of time. We'll put it that way.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And we're, we're making phone calls. And, um, finally we come back down. We, I flag where, that where he went into this. I mean, it's thick. If you watch the video, it's five yard visibility. Um, and it's sick. I mean, it's like 12 year old, regrowth i mean it's 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 reprod 100 percent everything you know they got blackberries and shit in there everything is poking and prodding and pulling on you um God, hate it's, that stuff. It's, it's not fun i mean i I understand yeah. why the bowl went down there and um i'm like okay so let's just let's just track real slow i'll ribbon off every piece of blood and we'll just go from there we'll make it about 80 yards in there and um i'm like dude i i swear i smell my bowl like i smell him I can smell the that musty, you know, bowl f- flavor, I guess. And yeah. And um, and Brad's like, yeah, we gotta be getting close. And, uh, and somewhere around that time, um, I'm like, let's just push in a little farther. And about that time we start hearing, Meh. like, what the hell was that? And there's like it's like almost like a sound like a like a cub, like a a bear cub whining to its mom kind of thing. And yeah. we start hearing some growls, we start hearing some, some just brush breaking. And, uh, I mean, this thing is less than 20 yards away. I mean, it is pissed. We hear like just, just really heavy, aggressive breathing. And, um, and then it was just really, really intense. And I'm like, pretty sure we just walked up and a, and a sow is probably claiming a sow with cubs, probably claiming my, my freaking elk and, um, yeah, like this isn't good. So Brad's like, let's just push in a little farther. It's like, <laughs> of
0: course, that's what buddies no. are for. Yeah. He's like, so, I'll stand right behind you. You, Yeah, go
1: I'm like, dude, it's not your bowl. I don't know why you'd want to go farther in, but I'm like, I will video it. <laughs> so I'm going to stand right here and just video you going up there. And so he gets up there like another 10 yards and he's like, I could almost see it. Like I, And then it charges him um and he sees he sees a flash of fur and he's like oh fuck oh fucking runs back to me and it happened so fast that i threw my camera down and i didn't even have time to draw my bow it was on him like that yeah and uh i'm like holy shit and he runs right back to me i'm like keep 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 facing it just back up like don't turn your back just keep backing up towards him you know stay big like obviously this thing's pissed and he's like it wasn't black fur. It was brown. I'm like, it's fucking cougar. And it. He's it, like, I don't know, but it, it has to be a cougar. And it was, it was a big cougar. He's like, I, it, I saw, it was like right there. And, uh, so we're like backing up and we're talking the whole time. I'm like, Hey, okay, we're backing up now. Okay. We're leaving. Okay. It's, you know, and then we, we back up about 20 <laughs> yards and we're sitting there and we can still hear it pissed off breathing and just growling and all sorts of things. And I'm like, that, that fucker is on my bowl. I bet he's standing on my bowl. And um, I'm like, I don't have a gun on me. Do you have a gun on me? I don't have a gun on me. Like, neither of us have a fucking gun, dude. Come on. <laughs> and not a rifle, not a pistol, nothing. And um, so we talk about it. And then we're kind of just yelling at it, talking shit to the cougar. Just, you know, being funny, I guess. Just making light of the situation. I'm like, we should probably actually back out, though. It's just a little sketchy. And so we do. We back out. And we're like, I mean, the bull ended up dying less than 100 110 yards from the road. I mean, it wasn't very far off the road. And um, I hear like a, a truck coming. I'm like, dude, I bet this guy has a gun. So I run to the road and wave him down. He's got a giant ass camper trailer going up the steep gravel road. So I felt bad stopping him. But he's like, what do you guys need? I'm like, do you have a gun? He's like, oh, no. A gun. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, hell yeah, dude. He pulls out this fucking hand cannon, 44 mag revolver. And I'm like, holy shit that's a giant pistol. Like, I mean, it had to be that long. It was like a dirty, hairy pistol kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, tell him the situation and he gets excited. He's like, hell yeah. I want to shoot a cougar with my pistol. So he gets <laughs> in there and he's like going like this, just walking in there. I'm like, we got it ribboned off for you, dude. And like, we'll be right behind you. And so I'm filming it, you know, and the guy's cool as shit. And, um, he gets in there and I'm like, okay, here's where we got charged, like bluff charged. Like he's right here. If he's still here, He's like, all right. So he's kind of walking through the brush like this. He's kind of like a big redneck dude, you know, just super cool. And, um, he gets up there and about 10 yards from where Brad stopped, He's like, well, I don't see a cougar, but I see your bowl. And I'm like, you found my bowl. And he's like, yeah, it's right here. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, and he's like, but there's no cougar. And so we get in there and, and, uh, that, that cougar had to be like, literally it right where it was, was right on my bowl. It was standing on that bowl. And, yeah. uh, so that guy's like, you guys, you want me to hang out with you for like a few minutes, you know, while you guys start working on this bowl in case he comes back. I'm like, I'm happy to have you, you know, for just a few minutes. And, <laughs> and, and when we went back out to the road, Brad also grabbed my, my, my uh, machete. So we yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. a machete, nothing.
1: you know, and, and then, so the guy's like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take my truck and my trailer. I'm going to go park it. I'm going to bring some buddies back. We'll help you pack it out. I was like, that's totally unnecessary, but I appreciate it. Thank you. So he does. And and right as we're about finished, um, just quartering it out, um, gutless method and everything, um, I hear some stomping coming through the brush. And I see some buddies of mine that have a YouTube channel. And it's um, Music in the Mountain, Brian and Tanya Thrall. Amazing people. They were actually going in the same elk camp this guy was. So one of their hunters. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, we thought it was in and, and, and to make the full story come full circle. They're the ones that were watching me a thousand yards away when I shot my bowl. And, uh, and they had a whole conversation. Cause Brad, my buddy, Brad always wears a beanie. Doesn't matter if it's a hundred degrees. <laughs> doesn't matter. He's always in a beanie. And so when they saw him through the spot and scope, like that guy's got a beanie on. He's like, I wonder if that's Brad and Garrett. He's like, who else wears a fucking beanie out here? That's Brad for sure. Like that is Brad. So as soon as uh, that guy went back, he's like, yeah, these two guys kill this bowl. Uh, Cougar charged him. And you know, guys wearing a beanie He's like, Oh, we got to go help him.'" So they, uh, <laughs> they showed up with a couple pounders and uh, we had a big laugh, a big drink. And then we all just, uh, I, I think I packed out the head. That's it. Like, that's awesome. They wouldn't let me pack out my own bowl. They, they wanted to help and brought us a beer and, and uh, I, I have a pistol now. I bought one, um, but yeah, my wife is like, immediately go buy a pistol. You need one immediately. Yeah. And so, but that was uh, that was the most sketchiest um, El hunting story I've I've had. I think that I that I can remember, anyways. But yeah, so always carry in the woods, kids. That's what I can say. That's
0: that's one of the sketchiest, and then with the happiest endings of a story I've ever
1: heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it was of the I odds. Mean, the whole thing is on Instagram, um, on, on my story. So if you, it, I mean, you can't see anything really, but you can see like how freaked out Brad and I were and, and you can kind of see the guy going in there with a 44 mag, you know, and, and, um, <laughs> it's just, it, the whole thing is pretty intense, but it's, 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 it's a, it's a story I'll never forget, man. That was just two years ago. So the last two bowls had some, had some, uh, some interesting things go on. And when I got up to the bowl, I immediately start doing autopsies on the ball. Like, where did it, where did my arrows hit? You know, did they go through and, and immediately I see an arrow about two inches behind the heart. So when you hit a heart, you I mean, I don't aim for the heart. That just means I shot low, um, you know, three or four or five inches. I mean, you try to aim for the middle of the middle or up a third, um, is what I do. Um, so I shot a little low and a little, um, about two inches behind the heart, which for a moving target, you know, it's sixty. 62 yards something like that that was your third shot right that that was my third shot the second shot hit it exactly where i thought i did is is right here but it was about two inches low so those two shots at 60 to 62 were both two inches low i think i dialed for 60 if i remember right so the the math completely adds up there you know it's just it was just brushy and the range finder wasn't picking it up very good the first shot i missed oh really yeah uh, there was only two holes in that bowl and I knew I shot him. I mean, the shot felt perfect. And the only thing I could think of is that the brush was so thick. I, I was, I was picking up the brush, you know, five yards in front of the bowl or something. Um, but huh. he, the way that he reacted, I might've slide my, my footsees might've slapped his chest or something. Cause he acted like he was hit. And when he, when he only went like 60 yards, I'm like, he has to be hit, you know, like he left his cows. He went downhill. He's looking back up at me. And I'm like, I, you know, I, I made the right call. Um, if I would have yeah. known he wasn't hit, I wouldn't have shot obviously, but I shot that bowl twice and, and, uh, both of them were passers. I mean, I hot dog styled through that bowl at 62 yards. I mean, it was just a Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: hindsight's 2020, 20, but I'm glad the bull went down. And he I'm went down. He a great
1: story. <laughs> yeah. He didn't go down quick. I mean, with my arrows almost criss-cro- criss-cro- crisscrossed in that bowl because they both hit about the same height. And I'm just like, how did he make it that far? I mean, he had a bull, arrow go all the way through him, got all the goodies. The second shot was a little low, but I mean, it, it caused some serious damage. I'm like, that bull was freaking tough. I mean, they're monsters, man. They are. Yeah. And he was
0: probably fired up. Maybe a little bit of adrenaline from the bull below him, the bull above him. Yeah. He was ready to fight. Right. So he was, he was, probably just ready to go.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can never underestimate, you know, an, an animal's will to live. And especially a, you know, a bull like that. It just, it's just crazy. I mean, I can't believe he made it that far. I never would have thought he would have made it at hundred yards, but yeah. he ended up going close to 500 yards. Wow. So, wow. which is, yeah. And bled the whole way. I mean, he, he was bleeding good the whole way. So it's just like <laughs> insane. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to try my best to get that story specifically put on the podcast like show notes so people can can check that out. I don't know how to do that. So I'll have to see if it's even possible. <laughs> if if not, people can just go to your uh, your Instagram, which I'll also put in the show notes, man. But Garrett, man, this was fun. You had some awesome stories. Um, I, I think we've been going. I've, I've taken up more of your time than I think I asked for. So why no, don't it's we go all good. ahead? And, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we Why don't we go ahead and wrap this thing up, man? Why don't we uh, tell the people where they can find you? a little bit more about your podcast or Instagram, whatever else you want to share. And then yeah. you'll, uh,
1: um, if you just uh, type my name, two R's, two T's uh, Garrett Weaver on YouTube, I'll, I'll pull right up and um, on point with Garrett Weaver um, available on any podcast audio thing. I mean, from Pandora, Spotify to uh, iTunes. I mean, I'm everywhere. And that's the same as my Instagram handle too is on point with Garrett Weaver, super original, but um <laughs> It is, you know, it's, it's fun. Um, we're going to start uploading again here soon and, and actually just uploaded yesterday and, and um, try and start getting some more information out and hopefully help people, you know, along their journeys and try and find some successes too.
0: Man. Well, thanks again. I really do appreciate it. Your story is top notch. Uh, you know, I wouldn't expect <laughs> I anything so. different. Like <laughs> I told you when I heard you on, uh, what was it? Western Contours. I was like, I have a, I have a feeling. I won't tell you why. I won't tell the listeners why I, I specifically yeah. reached out. I was like, I have a feeling this guy's a good storyteller. So Garrett, yeah. you, you killed him. Man. Thank you. You're
1: the, you're the second person to tell me, call me after that podcast uh, aired. Cause they were like, yeah. You didn't disappoint there, did you? I was like, yeah, my mouth never does, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I encourage everyone to go listen to that one. It's a long one. It's like what three and a half hours? Yeah. I talking to everybody, but um, it's a it's a good episode. So
1: well, I appreciate it. Right, man. Thanks, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I, I really do appreciate it. Good, good. I'm, I'm I'm
0: glad that you were here to share. And uh, you know, I have a feeling we'll we'll stay in touch and hopefully get you back on in the future for some more stories. Maybe we get Kevin on someday.
1: <laughs> right on, man. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yep. All right, guys. That's it. Another couple of stories in the books. So I want to thank Garrett, of course, for coming on the podcast. Couldn't have done it without him. Garrett, those are some awesome stories. Um, that cougar one, uh, I'm going to be thinking about that thing for a long time. And uh, just so you guys know, I've put links to all of his items in the show notes. So his uh, podcast, his Instagram, that specific Instagram story where the cougar, uh, where he kind of documents the entire thing. You can find all that in the show notes. So check it out. Um, But beyond that, guys, please make sure that you uh, share the podcast and you like the podcast and review the podcast so that we can grow this thing. Um, The bigger we are, the more people hear about us and the more crazy stories are going to become flooding in. Um, So that being said, guys, thank you again for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Having a ton of fun. Couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, Now let's get out there and make some stories of our own. Thank you.